0: Because it's fun. fun to do bad things.
1: 24-7 Comedy Radio. I wanted
0: to do horror stuff with my friend. Yeah,
1: you can't tell us what the
2: fuck to do. You can stay inside your little well-prepared box. We step out of that shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support The Green Room. Live from Silver Lake, California, here's the host of The Green Room, Sean Green.
3: All right, everyone. Welcome to The Green Room. We're doing it live here on SeanTGreen.com, presented by our good friends over at 247comedy.com. You can log on over there, you can uh, get 24-7 streaming stand-up comedy, you can get their iHeart, well, they have the uh, iHeartRadio app, they have a channel on that app, you can check that out, you can can do whatever you want, man, this is America. And of course, like Logan said, we're brought to you by Amazon, and uh, yeah, just got a check from Amazon, so I want to thank you guys for clicking through, it's pretty simple, all you do is you click through, then you have the link there, whatever you buy, it counts as a percentage, it's a small percentage, but... You know, it's just like uh, Shawshank Redemption.
2: So I'll be getting a paycheck soon.
3: Yeah, exactly, Logan. Um, the uh, yeah, it's like Shawshank Redemption. You're slowly picking your way out, three cents at a time. But hey, we appreciate <laughs> appreciate the clicks, and uh, you guys can actually bookmark that, so um, you know you don't have to click through every time. Once you bookmark it once, it's good. I'd like to welcome on my left hand man, Mr. Logan Lysica. Logan, what's shaking, man? Nanu, nanu, Sean. Nanu, nanu. That was uh, Robin Williams' old catchphrase, right? Yep, Mork and Mindy. Uh, anything, uh, what brought about that?
2: Um, I don't know. I'm running out of phrases to say. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Mork? And I wanted to do something. Uh, what was I going to do? I don't know. I was going to do something with, well, there's like April Fool's Day, but I don't know. April I Fool's just, Day is, just it, of is
3: right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. there's not a lot of uh, April Fool's traditions. I
2: thought, I thought Ash Wednesday was soon, but it's it already happened. <laughs> it was like I'm trying to think of exam. what I was gonna do though. Palm I, I,
3: Palm Sunday is coming up, but yeah, there's, <laughs> it's another one where it's, a, it's it's tough to crowbar in a hello reference. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Um, April Fools. Uh, you guys can check out on um, you can go onto the website shantygreen.com. A couple of years back, I played a April Fool's Day prank on my dad. Which I don't know how that works because that was oh wait I guess that didn't fall on a Thursday uh, it did when we were doing the uh, show it fell April Fool's fell on a Thursday, and it called up my dad and told him or I had him on the show for some reason I told him I got a girl pregnant and his response <laughs> was just like okay
2: <laughs> he's like you well, want he kept asking radio questions like. Okay, hey, say anyway. I got a question. Uh, when they say to turn the radio down, like, is that a real thing?
3: <laughs> it's just yeah. Like- he kept asking that. He goes now. I know you're on uh, internet radio, but when I'm calling in, and uh, do I still have to turn my radio down? Because I know when I listen to AM <laughs> sports talk, a lot of times they're telling the people to turn the radio down. And Sean the- is
2: just on the on the other line, just like Dad, listen to me. Yeah, I've got a kid on the way. Like. <laughs> And then he's just like, you want to talk to your mom? Or-? It was
3: unclear. I mean, he seemed to believe it. Um, he, I don't know. I
2: guess I was hoping. He was hoping- put on the spot and he yeah. just didn't want to.
3: I guess he didn't want to go on record with like a really strong reaction of like, oh, my God, how could you? Yeah. Realizing that you know he'd be setting up his uh, his grandson or granddaughter with uh, a world of disappointment. But, yeah, I remember he got off the phone by just going, well, your mother was the one who was interested in grandkids. You want to talk to her? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> classic dad move you know talking to your dad it's usually just a few questions like hey what's going on yeah how about the uh, local sports team yeah can't believe they blew that one huh yep so uh all right uh you want to talk to your mom <laughs> like sure <Yeah. laughs> i don't know maybe that's just i feel like that's a lot of guys relationships with that do you talk to it's, your when you call home dad.
2: yeah we have a convers. our phone conversation every week is like is there anything new there no nope. what about you uh this and that <laughs> All right. You got anything else to say? No? What about you? Like we ask each other if we have anything else to say. <laughs>
3: anything <I'm> anything gonna... <laughs> uh, else you want to get to? No? no? No. No, I'm good. All right. Well uh, – Yeah, guys are just strictly
2: business. We know,
3: we know what it's like to be burdened with a phone conversation. I think yeah. that's yeah, – as far as emerging social media, texting has been really great for guys. You don't have to – Call and then think up a conversation. Like, I, can you imagine right now? You wouldn't have to talk to a girl and you could still ask her out and it could still be considered legit. Yeah. Like back in my day, if you didn't ask for a girl's number, call her up, do the whole nine, she was never going to talk to you.
2: Right. Now it's like you can just text her, and if she turns you down, you can just be like, "Oh yeah, I forgot I even sent that." Yeah,
3: you don't have to (laughs) deal with rejection in your face. I feel like we're gonna—I mean, obviously we're making a much softer generation, but even just emotionally (laughs) soft. I remember dealing with rejection right in my face. Yeah, like I remember. Let's see. I remember well, just going up to girls and asking them to (laughs) go to certain dances and just. There's just a lot of awkward tension because no, it's tough. Like no one will actually say no to you to your face. It'll just be like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll get back to you on that. And you're like, okay, yeah. that sounds good. She's gonna get back to me on that. Yeah, but when in you're in middle it's
2: great. I asked this girl out, and she's like, you know what? I just don't want to date anyone right now. And I was like, all right, I'll wait six months. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, Same I heard that. Semester. I heard that like three years ago. But the girl was like, "I don't want to. I'm not ready to date right now." Meanwhile, she was like 32 years old, which is probably <laughs> probably you should get ready to start dating. And it turns out, it turns out she was dating someone else, or quickly started dating someone else. So right. I think uh, I think that was her reasoning. But yeah, I mean, like I remember going in to kiss a girl and being rejected. It was uh, I'll never forget. It was Led Zeppelin stairway to heaven and that was like yeah, back in the day middle school dances that kind of stuff uh-huh. that was like the closing song and then i was doing the slow dance and you oh, know what- cool
2: school yeah <laughs> we had country music for our slow dances oh really dances. It was, was it high.
3: country the entire time
2: no just the slow songs pretty much and you know it was few and far between but it was there and we they weren't playing led zeppelin i can tell you <laughs> yeah
3: they were that was playing a-, a lot
2: of Boys to Men, All for One, and... <laughs>
3: yeah, those are those popular too, but I, I remember I remember, Stairway to Heaven was always a good closer. It's probably just because the uh, whoever was DJing the event just wanted to go out and have a cigarette real quick before. Right. He's like, oh, I gotta pack up my equipment, I'll play this, it's a really long song, I wanna get out of here, gotta get my 40 bucks from the high school guidance counselor, whoever's in charge. <laughs> Speaking of classic rock, Logan, and it is uh, it's just me and Logan this week. You know, we could have had some guests on, but uh, you know, I like to mix it up. We got a lot of guests coming up, so I figure, I figure we can uh, take care of some business here.
2: By the way, did it throw you when I just said Sean Green?
3: Yeah, it did of, uh... <laughs> did throw me off, Logan. We have a rhythm here, right?
2: We have a rhythm. Hey, we it's have a, a live read, folks. I just <laughs> want to prove to people, you know, I do this every. Well, time. yeah, a lot
3: of people are like, who 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 do you get to do Logan's voice tracking? I assume <laughs> I assume it's someone you have it's some pre recorded outside basically. production studio that takes care of it. Nope, it's just actually Logan. All right, Logan, did you see this uh, guy in Canada? His DUI video is going viral.
2: No. Okay.
3: Well, first off, this guy <laughs> Are you counting on that me seeing it. Well, no, no, I'm never counting on you. That's what's, <laughs> yeah, that's you what's great about Logan. You're as far as like current events and kind of uh, know what's going on. You're a blank slate. I like it because then it's it's like I'm telling the story to the audience, and you're you're an uninformed audience member. So I appreciate that. It allows me to do a little backstory, fill in some <laughs> context. Now, this guy, this is from the uh, police dashboard or whatever. Uh, this is a guy I got picked up. He's a dude from Canada, and he's pretty drunk, and he, I, well, you just got to hear it. It's, uh, it's enjoyable.
1: It has to do with brotherhood of man on the planet Earth.
2: Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a- so, is he filming no. himself? Is, is he in the cop car? Me?
3: Yeah, no, he's in the cop car in the backseat. Oh. <laughs> he was trying to get the guy to be easy on him, and I don't know what he just starts
2: going off on uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Thought he'd serenade him. <laughs> open your mind. let up to the skies and see. I'm just a fool. I need no sympathy, cause it's easy
3: come, easy go, little house we No, they're just just sitting in the front seat. I don't know. Just looking
2: straight forward. He
3: goes on, he does like all the, (laughs) he does like the side voices. He does (laughs) the whole nine, and the ending's even better. Like I'm basically cutting towards the end, but he does the entire song. And uh, here's him wrapping things up.
1: You just got to get out. Just got to get right out of here. I can't.
3: They're basically telling him to settle down. He goes, I can't.
2: Because <laughs> nothing really matters. Anyone can see.
1: Nothing really matters. No, nothing really matters. Nothing really matters, even the RCMP.
2: <laughs> is there one last? Yeah, hold on.
3: Uh, it cuts off. Aww. But uh, RCMP is the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Oh, weird. So he tied it together. Or yeah, I mean that's just basically weird that
2: Royals in the name. That's what I was reacting. I'm to. I'm pretty
3: sure it's like Royal Canadian Mountie Police or something like that. Whatever. So he tied the entire song into it. Basically, was like one six minute song parody that he pulled off. <laughs> if you're a cop, though, I feel like you got to be you got to be kind of impressed with that, or just at least the idea of like, all right, you know, it's it's kind of crappy being a cop and. Secondly, who is a who's making the decision to send these videos out? Like, I guess it's the cop, but right. then the reality is that's up on YouTube. If you own that video and something on YouTube has like millions and millions of views, you can make some decent money off that, off uh, Google Ads and stuff like that. Like, if I was this guy, I would use this video to fund my DUI defense. I would I would set up an account. It would just be called. Bohemian Rhapsody, DUI guy, <laughs> and instead of just all these news outlets and different people playing it and him not getting paid,
2: I guess though I I don't know how that works. Like, did you happen to see the name of the account on YouTube? Maybe it was the RCMP. Maybe they were making money.
3: No, I I don't know. It, it could be one of those things. I don't know how Canada works or even in America. It's weird. It's one of those things where like it could be considered public domain, right? Because like in the same way that we get. People or
2: whatever, like when or
3: yeah, I don't, I don't really know how that works. It's a weird line to cross. Like we can get mug shots of people, we can get nine one one calls, yeah. but then like, oh, <laughs> if someone's medical records comes out, it's like, oh my god, that's an invasion of privacy, that's illegal. But you would think a nine one one call is way more private or stuff like that than someone's. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I don't
2: that a real good.
3: I don't understand uh, where they're drawing the line as far as that stuff's concerned.
2: Yeah, don't ask me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Speaking of caps, Logan, did you see the um oh, I guess you probably didn't see it. I was walking around the neighborhood and in our neighborhood, it's Los Angeles, and it's, you know, there's a lot of uh <laughs> I talked about this a lot in the program. A lot of uh fair amount of discarded couches sitting around. And I stumbled upon it was it was it was just adorable. There was a couch sitting on the street. And there were three bums on the couch all passed out together, and the oh. one bum was, like, laying on the two other bums. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> and I walked there, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is a gold mine. I stumble around and grab my phone. I pull it out, and I'm about to take a picture, and then the one bum wakes up and just starts cursing at the other bums. Like, I, I don't know what he was saying, but he was he was pretty angry at the other bums. i That's I'm guessing, funny.
2: Was it the was, guy on top? That yeah,
3: I think it might have been the guy – I think it was the guy in the middle woke up because like the one guy kind of leaned over on top of him and the other guy. and But it was just like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, just riding my bike, stumbled up on just three adorable bums. <laughs> it was great, man. They were just passed out. They were sleepy. I guess when you're bums, they're, uh, each one's sleepy.
2: Speaking of three goofballs, have you seen the new previews for the Three Stooges? <laughs> <laughs> three Stooges. Yes, I have. And With Will Sasso and two other guys?
3: yeah. I mean i don't know it's like how do you it's so easy to shit on just because it uh, it looks stupid <laughs> but that's the whole appeal the stooges and it's funny because it's campy and the sound effects works i think because it's in black and white and it's yeah. old-timey <laughs> but they i what is that uh, what is the modern appeal where's the modern know. hook
2: i don't know and it looks really weird with like in color yeah with like new camera angles and stuff it's like A lot of the gags worked because it was a fixed (laughs) shot and, like, three guys just...
3: Yeah, because they're idiots and they made (laughs) weird, funny voices. I mean, you've just heard so much Stooges stuff since the original Stooges. Yeah, like, what do you... I mean, it's just such a weird thing to do. Like, if I was going to remake something... I would feel the pressure of like, oh, wow, I got to make it at least as good, if yeah. not better.
2: And how are you going to do yeah, that? You're going to just... make it fresh. I've got to put my own spin on it. didn't look like <laughs> they did anything.
3: How are you going to put – how are you going to make the Three Stooges better? Like, How are you going to put a modern take on the Three Stooges? Like <laughs> maybe it would be funny if you did like a, a movie about the Three Stooges grown up and this is like a modern – But they're in like our reality, and they're just like the about maybe maybe like an actual biography about the people that played the Three Stooges. There's other options besides (laughs) trying to make the Three Stooges. Yep. Um, But I did see. I saw Twenty One Jump Street. I thought that was pretty good, though. I saw Twenty One Jump Street. But yeah, Twenty One. Yeah, Twenty One Jump. But they didn't try. They didn't try to remake 21 Jump Street, the TV show. It basically had nothing to do with 21
2: Jump Street, the TV show. It just took their premise right and basically makes fun of it.
3: Yeah, I mean all they really used was the idea of, hey, these guys are cops and they're going back to high school to bust people for drugs. That was the only thing that was similar and – to the end, uh, Johnny Depp and whoever the other guy was from Twenty One Jump Street made cameos at the end, and it was a it was a borderline good movie. Like there was a lot of a lot of kind of hey, this is a movie, like lines like that. I don't. It's weird oh, when, yeah. when people do it a couple times, it's funny, but then after a certain point, it's like, all right, well, I understand. I'm watching a movie. We don't yeah. <laughs> like there was a decent number of jokes that. Oh my god, we're watching a movie. At some point, it's annoying. Like, when they started off, they had the police chief of... um He made some joke about like, oh, we're uh, reviving this program from the 80s. It's called 21 Jump Street. Yeah, I don't know. They're just not creative. They they basically expect us to take stuff from the 80s and rework it like we don't know. They're just recycling old bullshit or something like that, kind of making (laughs) a joke about it. Okay, that's funny. And then it's just like – they just do it like a little bit too many
2: times like, hey. Cover me. What do you think? This is a movie? Right. Look at the camera. (laughs) Exactly.
3: Like they did a couple chase scenes where – You know, a big thing, uh, like an oil tanker is about to crash and explode. But wait, it doesn't. Wait, I thought that was going to explode. No, that's not going to explode. And then some other random truck explodes. (laughs) That doesn't. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's worth seeing. But I think if they could have taken out a little bit of that and kind of kept it, kept the action and drama parts a little bit more serious and had a more believable, not even believable, but more like just... Barely plausible ending, like all they need <laughs> right. I mean, the ending I, I don't know, I don't think I'm ruining it, but basically they totally botched the entire mission, and then it turns out two of the guys that were working in the bad guy crew were actually undercover agents the whole time. So oh
2: Brother.: <laughs> yeah, I mean it,
3: it was kind of an easy out, but it overall it was really funny. Johnny Pepperton, a uh, friend of the show, good guy, he was in it. He played one of the uh, science nerds. So nice. that's always cool, seeing someone you know up there in a movie. Like, wow, that's, that's what it's like being in a movie, huh? It's
2: pretty funny how he always plays his high school students.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's older than me. I don't, know what, I don't know how old he is. I'm pretty sure he's older than me, and he plays high school students convincingly. Like, he yeah. looks like a super young dude. I don't even know if I'd want to look that young, to be honest. Like, it's... <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm not. Well, he's t- using it to his advantage,
3: but right? Yeah. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't mean that as an insult, but it's just like he's just so baby face. Like he yeah. really looks crazy young.
2: Well, it lets him. I mean, he had that one show. What was that called? Where he he would go around the country. Mega
3: Drive for uh,
2: MTV. Yeah, he had that show Mega Drive for NBC. Or, I mean, MTV, and yeah, a big part of it was him being a smartass, and he can get away with it because he looks like a kid.
3: Yeah, exactly. Very uh, non-threatening. Doesn't come yeah. off as a jerk. You just think like oh, just this-
2: insulting like crazy rednecks, and they just got to take it because they don't know if this kid's eighteen or not. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, or it's just like oh, he's adorable. He's he's yeah. not someone you're gonna beat up. Like he's just a you know, he's just a nice little fella. Yeah, he's a nice little fella. Um, let's see. I got this. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice transition. He's a logo. nice little fella. He's a nice little fella. He's he's a good dude. Real into music. All right. Now this was uh, this is a story I enjoyed hearing about I don't know or just found interesting to say the very least kind of uh, I don't know this seems like a new trend of cast and crew freaking out on planes first we had to worry about terrorists now it seems like more we have to worry about either flight attendants jumping out of the wait, plane wait
2: the and cast part- of an airplane real quick
3: the cast well cast and crew Logan. No, basically, the the uh,
2: (laughs) yeah, obviously the crew.
3: I misspoke, Logan. I'm just such in the industry. We're talking movies.
2: Totally.
3: All right, here you go. This is a news story from ABC about this uh, JetBlue pilot freaking out.
1: A chaotic scene aboard JetBlue Flight 191, three hours into a trip from New York to Las Vegas. Passengers in the aisle, holding down not an unruly passenger, but the captain of the plane. In the cockpit, his co-pilot radioing an emergency. Asking for an unscheduled immediate landing in Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo, JetBlue 191, emergency. Now, can you give me a, uh, a more specific uh, nature of this medical emergency so I can pass it on to Andrew? Sources tell ABC News the captain identified as Clayton Osborne of Georgia was not at the controls, but began acting erratically, flipping switches in the cockpit and appearing confused. His co pilot tricked him into going to the passenger compartment to check something out.
2: I wonder oh, how. Oh, that's got to be scary for that co pilot. Yeah, I wonder how that
3: trick worked. Like, hey, there's. Um, <laughs> hey, there's more switches in the cabin. Yeah, exactly. You check out? Yeah, you know, those voices in your head. I'm, I heard they're in the bathroom. You should go seek them out. Like, <laughs> how do you trick this guy? He seems like he's out of control. I, I, I heard I, they got
2: carrot cake on this flight. I really,
3: <laughs> I really want to know what he said that got him out of the cockpit so easily.
1: And then locked the door, changing the security code behind him. <laughs> The the one that should have all the credit is the co-pilot. Now, this
3: is like one of the dudes that were involved. Basically, the passengers ended up restraining him. This is one of the guys.
1: He changed the code on the the door. He didn't let him back in. A third JetBlue pilot, off-duty and riding as a passenger, slipped into the cockpit to help with the controls. The captain pacing the aisles now, eventually (laughs) pounding on the cockpit door, trying to return to the flight deck, starting a panic among passengers. Started banging on the door kicking on the door, trying to get inside the cockpit. Before that, he actually started yelling, um, it's going to blow up. A flight attendant screamed for help, and as many as five passengers helped tackle the now shouting captain. Some saw him foaming at the mouth, while yelling about al-Qaeda, a bomb.
3: That's, a, that's the scariest part, foaming at the mouth. Have you ever seen a human being foam at the mouth?
2: No, and by the way, you got to keep in mind, this guy's in full uniform, he's wearing a hat, <laughs> I he's know. got like those trussles on his shoulders. <laughs> I think he's the most important looking person it's on the probably,
3: It's probably a bad time if you can ask for a little pair of those wings. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> my uh, kid, my nephew I'm visiting, he wanted a little souvenir, he wondering if... You got any, uh, don't pull out any sharp things at this moment. Um,
1: and threatening the plane is going down. He started to curse at me and you know, to tell me, hey, you better pray uh, Iraq and Iran. And so I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to show you what Iraq and Iran is. And I took him on a chokehold. Dave Gonzalez, <laughs> a former corrections <laughs> officer from New York, brought him down with a chokehold. I, I wasn't letting go uh, of this guy until we landed the plane. I was still on top of this guy until we landed the plane. So,
3: yeah, basically, (laughs) the flight that this guy decided to go crazy on or allegedly whatever, whatever kind of mental breakdown he had on the plane, it was a bunch of people going to a security convention in Las Vegas. So it was all full of, like, guys, tough guys like this guy who was (laughs) –
2: I'll show you what a wreck in Afghanistan is. <laughs> in my a, mind, I'm thinking like either this guy's a soldier or that made no <laughs> sense whatsoever. That's a, that's a joke only a bouncer could make. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll show you what a fake ID is. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? You're going to show me this, a fake ID? This is a chokehold. I, no, I think you're gonna no I'm it. just going to beat you up, but I don't know how to be witty. That's why I know chokeholds. <laughs> I think there's it's definitely a, like a correlation between being witty and not knowing how to choke people out or not being very good at choking people out. The best part is the guy's wife, uh, the pilot's wife, who has not spoken to the pilot, they said – reminded people that there's two sides to every story. <laughs> like, what's the- right. I, I, I love this idea of, hey, we're going to give everyone a fair shot. Don't judge people so much. Hey, lay off. Hey, come on. Relax. Hey, you hey, you weren't in his shoes. Well, yeah, regardless. I mean
2: I, I mean I would agree. I would be interested to hear his story. I'm sure it, he didn't do anything – you know, purposefully trying to hurt anyone, but clearly he can't fly planes.
3: Right. No, clearly he's not a plane-flying material guy. And how do you, how do these guys not get screened out? This is what scares me is that there's no mental health screening process. I mean, it. you know, if you want to work part-time at Home Depot, you've got to pass a drug test. <laughs> now, how does a guy like this who operates a commercial airline or, a, you know, a commercial – Plane? How does he get past whatever screening process they have? I mean, I imagine you got to pass drug tests or whatever, but isn't there like a basic
2: psychology test? I actually don't know. My dad was a pilot, and I know they have a lot of crazy stringent tests. You should only be able to be a pilot if you had twenty-twenty vision. Really? But I have no idea if they did now they got
3: now after nine eleven they got kind of relaxed. Like ah, oh, we need <laughs> know, to uh, yeah. we need to we need a couple more pilots so. Eh, you know, twenty, forty, whatever you can do. We're not we're a little less yeah, stringent. Pretty much. Oh man. Um our one uh all right, just between you and me, Logan. Our one buddy, uh, from back home, his dad is a pilot, and he is also like a hilariously creepy guy, like a close talker, like he gets he gets right up in your face. The and guy I always or his
2: dad. What's up? The guy or the pilot?
3: Um, the pilot. The pilot's his dad. And he, he'll get, like, he kind of gets creepy in your face. And I'll never, like, just unsettling. Like, you always got a weird vibe. And whenever I hear these crazy pilot stories, I kind of always think of this guy. He didn't strike me as a guy who would go crazy off the handle. But he had a he had a weird energy, like an intense right. weird energy. Something's wrong here. And what really I would never forget is that he, uh... He had a picture on the fridge and you think like, oh, it's a magnet on the fridge, it's probably going to be of a kid, uh, maybe a softball team photo, something like that. No. <laughs> it was a, a like a crazy male bodybuilder and then this guy's head cut out and put on top of it and it wasn't <laughs> – it wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm 30 pounds overweight. This is hilarious if I hang up a picture of a bodybuilder. It was almost like an homage to this guy and kind of, I don't, that's at least how I interpret it, and it always it always struck me. as was uh, very, very odd. It's an odd yeah, guy. That is weird. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just like anything. When you see professionals – or like when you're a kid, when you're a teenager, or like as you're becoming an adult, and you see people, and it, you're picture them as professionals or like, oh, that guy's a lawyer? Like I went to high school. The guy was a lawyer? Like it kind of yeah. – I'll never forget. I was at a party. This is back home. This is like early college, and some guy's brother was – uh, you know, some guy's older brother was there. You know, like seven or eight years older. He was hanging out and he was getting fucked up. He had he was drunk off his ass. This guy's like three hundred and ten pounds. He's he's like uh, smoking weed or doing something, and he's got a and he's working a butt. And I'm just looking at him like this man is going to provide health advice to people for the rest of his lives. Like you, you're doing everything <laughs> wrong.
2: Yeah.
3: Like if I was a car guy, if I sold cars for a living, I wouldn't drive a piece of shit to work. You realize it's part of the job is to kind of look the part of whatever professional you are. If you're a doctor and you're like yelling at me about my blood, uh, <laughs> my blood pressure, and I see like the chin fat that you got like yeah.
2: rippling, it's just like ah, oh, I'm smarter than this guy. Like this is out of control maniac. Yeah, last time I visited a doctor, he had stubble. Yeah, and I didn't think that was a good sign. It's like come on. Just well, shave. see, I, I paid a hundred dollars for this <laughs> thirty-minute visit. Let's
3: stubble, <laughs> stubble. I would almost. Oh my god, this guy's a workaholic. He can't All even right. find time to shave. And I get it; they're stressed out because they got to listen to everyone's crap. But when I see when I see a guy who's in med school about to graduate as a doctor, just literally doing everything wrong he can to his body within a span of fifteen minutes, <laughs> like it makes me wonder. Like, really, you're not going to give people ad- You're going to explain to people, like, yeah, you know, just – like he was doing beer bongs. Like he was (laughs) funneling beer. Hey, 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 just have on the weekend in moderation. And I get it. It's – all right. What? A guy can't enjoy his life? Fine. But – Right, it's it's just part yeah. of the it's part of the deal.
2: He's a doctor. It's not.
3: That being not said, I would like to go to him as a doctor because at least at least you know the guy.
2: Yeah, you got he'll, a little, he'll elbow you after he gives you advice. Like you got, you got a little
3: backstory. <laughs> if anyone's gonna you know check my prostate, I'd rather be someone I know. We can make we can laugh about it. I guess I don't know. I'm, I don't luckily, know about I'm that. <laughs> luckily I'm luckily uh, I'm decades away from getting my prostate checked.
2: Although I guess you can never be too soon. I already got mine checked, and I'm, really? I'm wondering why. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, wait, you am still your, too young. Wait, you're 28 years old, right? Yeah, I really don't remember why. why did you get for, your prostate checked? It was for a football physical or something? <laughs>
3: wait, my who coach was, did it? it who was was weird. No, who's dude. your coach? Jerry Sandusky? <laughs> wait, so.
2: No, I how really old, don't remember why, but yeah, my dad totally took me to the doctor and I got it checked. How old are you? I was in high school.
3: You were in high school? No, I've never really remember why.
2: I I mean, it seemed at the time like it was just something everyone did.
3: (laughs) No, wait. All right, take us. I'd never gotten a prostate in high school. I'd never gotten a prostate exam. Logan, take us through for some of the younger listeners.
2: It was a lady, by the way, and kind of a cute one. So I was partially like, "Sweet, this girl's gonna stick her finger at my butt." (laughs) It was terrible.
3: All right. So wait. Well, come on. Don't don't speed through the story. Kind of walk us through it. You get in there. When does she explain well, that's going to go down? Well, first of all, down?
2: my dad was acting like he was going to sit in there while it happened. And I was like, Dad, get out of here.
3: <laughs> so you knew – wait, you knew ahead of time that you were going to get your prostate examined?
2: Yeah, but – and I remember the story, but I don't remember why. I'm trying to figure out like, You
3: didn't ask any follow-up questions or you, you forgot?
2: No, I just – it just happened so long ago. I don't remember. There was some reason that I had to have it done maybe to get on the football team or something. <laughs>
3: Now, I played football a while. I remember getting a physical. I don't remember the prostate exam being a part of high school football, Logan. I'm not I'm not calling your story. Maybe my
2: parents just wanted to get it checked before I was on my own health insurance. I don't know. All right. So you – I don't know. Yeah, I, this is hilarious to me. All right.
3: So here. Make sure you're on the mic, Logan. I don't want to miss any of this. Now <laughs> – or you can tilt it up a little bit. Now, OK. You walk – right, so – Dad says, "Hey, we're getting so a we prostate got- examined." Dad, obviously, you didn't know what a prostate exam was before he told you, right?
2: No, I always knew what, what it was.
3: Okay, so you knew what it was. Yeah. And you didn't have okay, you didn't know why you had to get it examined, but you went to the doctor's office.
2: <laughs> I you, knew at the time there was okay. a reason. Like I wouldn't have.
3: Now you walk in, and then what is the, the? Does she make small talk? How does it actually go down?
2: Uh, yeah, she just made small talk like any doctor does, and then she was like. I don't know, it was pretty quick, I mean, she was just like, lay down on this bed, pull your pants down, <laughs> she put a glove on, and then stuck her fingers up my butt, and I was just like, oh! Uh, ah, ee, ah. And
3: then, how long uh, how long? We, uh, how long are you in there for?
2: It was too long, but I mean, it was just a few, it was just a few seconds, but it was like, I thought she was just going to poke around a little bit and be done, but she was like, and gotta check this wall, and I don't know, maybe she was trying to get me excited <laughs> Didn't work though
3: <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> Sorry that's really hilarious to me So then you what you just, <laughs> I can tell. you just pull up your pants and try to move on Was there any more examinations yeah. after that Or did she Is it kind of like her closer Did she leave that for the end
2: That was it I wish I rem- I should ask my dad Or What was up with that
3: <laughs> No wait and your dad didn't end up coming into the room with you no, <laughs> not for that part.
2: <laughs> but I just remember like he went in, walked in with me and I was like, dad, just wait in the waiting room. What do you think? So is
3: there was there like a me? sign that he gave to the doctor? Like, okay, once you're, once you're about to, <laughs> once you're about to go in the butt, give me, give me a wink and I'll right. head on out of here. No, he
2: just, I don't know what he thought, but he, yeah, he just left. I mean, the, the lady was just like, all right, well, we're ready to go. And he's like, okay. And then he stood up and walked out. I was like, yeah, you didn't have to come back here. <laughs> I guess he thought he had to talk to the doctor or something. Alright, so your butt came back alright? Yep. Nice. <laughs> I mean it's pro. it's I have a prolapsed anus now, but no I'm kidding.
3: <laughs> oh man. No, that's hilarious. Our one um I'll leave his name out for this um this anecdote. But our one uh he may have even <laughs> talked about it in the one time on the show, but I'll I'll leave it out for his own sanity. But he's uh <laughs> he's talked about uh, having girls do that in kind of a sexual way.
2: Uh-huh. And I actually don't know who you're talking about, but go ahead.
3: Well, he uh, he's also the guy who came on the podcast and told the story about <laughs> how he was on a jet ski out on the lake and he fell down and the water shot up his butt and he ended up having an basically oh, okay. gave himself an enema from jet skiing. Same kind of guy, or actually, yeah, same guy. He was telling a story about he's talked about how he's how chicks have done that and and you know I'm curious like wait really girls have done that and I was like how does that come about and he's like oh man I'll never forget I was in sex ed <laughs> class in college and the teacher was up there giving an explanation about G spots and he's going over all the all the different G spots and she mentions one G spot is in the male's prostate and it can only be reached through going through the anus. And I was sitting there thinking about that, and then she goes, "Yes, you know, uh, partners can experiment, and uh, blah blah blah. And It doesn't mean you're a homosexual." And Interesting he goes,
2: that "That's the G spot that he perks his ears up." Well, about, like, oh.
3: the, the best was he's like, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> "And it doesn't mean if a woman does that to you, it doesn't mean you're a homosexual." And he just goes, "Oh, really, professor?" <laughs> like he was really,
2: that was really, oh that really
3: got him going. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That seems a little too intense, a little too medical for me.
2: Yeah, I don't even know if medicals is the word, but right.
3: yeah. Right. I guess... Uh, Wrong. Well, off color. Or too right. <laughs> to each his own. Speaking of that, no, it's unrelated. <laughs> it is, uh, it's actually still related to the uh, JetBlue Pilot story. Sorry, I got a little, little sidetracked there. <laughs> Logan's uh story. Carson Daly. Who is a radio and television personality, more so radio personality these days. Has a morning show which in Los Angeles, which not a lot of people know about. He plays a lot of music, Amp 97.1. It's basically just like pop music. He talks for a little bit, not a lot.
2: He's like a ripoff Ryan Seacrest or like a cheapo version.
3: (laughs) Yeah, poor man's Ryan Seacrest, which, uh, you know, Ryan Seacrest broadcasting superstar. Anyway, this is Carson Daly, him joking about uh, the JetBlue pilots or the JetBlue pilot freaking out. And uh, he caught a lot of grief for uh, this statement.
1: Turns out on this particular flight... Most of the people were on their way to some sort of security conference yeah. in Las Vegas. It was a
0: group of very large men on so that. So there's plane. a
1: bunch of dudes and well trained dudes. What are the odds of that? Thank God, right? Thank God. Yeah. If that were me, I mean, my luck, it would be like this is the flight going to Pride in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be that would be my my colleague.
0: Right. Like, oh, you God. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: we're headed down to Vegas for the floral convention. <laughs> Can we get a little help up here with the pilot? Oh, no. Oh, no, he might
0: break my nails.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. Handle it. It's, I-
3: <laughs> so, I mean, it takes a lot for me to defend Carson Daly, but really. People need to relax. This, I mean, I understand being offended that this guy has his own morning radio show and <laughs> making millions of dollars. I understand being offended, like, oh my god, can you believe this guy's making seven figures for that inane riff? I understand being offended from that point of view, but on TMZ they had a, a, a <laughs> the,
2: oh, it's on TMZ. That's right. Lying.
3: The headline read: First off, TMZ is an insane hypocrite. All they do is point out like stuff like jokes that people are trying to make at no point in the TMZ story does it say Carson Daly was joking it's like Carson Daly implied that um, gay people wouldn't be as courageous as straight or heterosexual people while taking down this pilot (laughs) yeah he he jokingly implied yeah I feel like you have to throw that in there if you're writing an article about it and then the next story was Mother of 9-11 hero comes out against Carson Daly saying, quote, my son was gay and he was courageous as well. (laughs) Oh, my
2: God. Seriously? That's terrible.
3: I mean, I feel bad for this guy's mom who lost her son to 9-11. And it's – I mean, from the story –
2: This is all making Carson Daly, like, more famous.
3: (laughs) It sounded like the guy was legitimately courageous. He – he, well, she goes – he ran in unarmed to the World Trade Center, which I, – I, I mean whatever. A, a handgun isn't going to do you much good at that point. But he sounded like he was very courageous, ran in, tried to save people. I, I think he passed away. I don't read the entire story. But OK. Yes. They, and you got to realize though, Carson Daly is not joking about your son. Like he's just yeah. making a, a stereotypical joke about a typical – Uh, a person who is homosexual or something like that. By the way,
2: I got to say, the clip you played, what was that, like 20 seconds? Yeah, it was like a
3: 20-second clip.
2: That was the most boring 20 seconds I've ever heard on talk radio. (laughs) Like, God, he is so boring.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go with the riff. Or just the idea of like, oh, yeah, I'd be on there and it's um, it's a bunch of... um,
2: My luck, I'd be on there (laughs) and we'd be going to the gay convention. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, right? It's, it's like, a good God, invitation. Shut your book. fucking mouth and get off the radio, you fucking <laughs> piece of shit. I hate Carson Daly. I don't even. It, but not because he joked about that. But just, he just
3: here's the thing. He's so I don't. Lame. It, yeah, and it's weird that a guy who wears black nail polish is calling other people gay. Like Carson Daly, kind of metrosexual guy, or seemingly.
2: I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm kind of – just blah. Like he's nothing. Like he seems asexual. <laughs> he seems like he has no – he's a robot.
3: Right. I don't even – it's not even that I hate Carson Daly that much. It's just I'm insanely jealous of him and his life. Like he's <laughs> – he makes a ton of money. Sounds like he's got a sweet schedule. He just comes in, does the radio show. He just does these, like, TV shows where he doesn't have to – he had a late night show where they didn't really ask him to be
2: funny. And now – and he – and they It just... was really funny watching that, like, slowly turn into nothing. Like, it became – like, it was a talk show with a set. <laughs> yes. And then it turned into him with a video camera. And now it's just off the air
3: <laughs> is it is it really off the air though, the entire one? actually,
2: I don't know any I, I'm I,
3: I think yeah i don't no one would know. The thing is, yeah, like you said, it started out as a traditional late night show, <laughs> then they did it as like a half hour version where you still did the monologue and and whatever and skits or yeah. in air quotes. And then, and then, like you said, they just turned it into this like video journalism piece where it's just like, hey, I'm Carson Daly. I'm about going around the streets and finding out what's happening in Los Angeles. And it'll just be like, I sat down with this guy off YouTube who makes beats. And they're just at a diner. <laughs> yeah. And- <laughs> so you make beats? Yeah, I do. Oh, that's awesome. Then just like weird camera angles.
2: <laughs> but not with that much enthusiasm, of course. Yeah, More no. like Carson Daly style. Like, wow, so you make beats. That's really <laughs> – <laughs> They're pretty. Dope. Oh. He like throws words in there like that. Like he's cool. Like that's a pretty dope beat.
3: And he's really good at golfing. I think that's that's what really throws it over the top. Is that Carson Daly is a good golfer, and he got into his career of MTV VJ and TV late night talk show personality just because he wasn't quite good enough to be a professional golfer. His his two plans were, oh, hey, if my professional golf career doesn't work out, I'll just fall back into my job and entertainment. That's ins- that's what's really annoying. For a guy who is obviously not making seven figures in radio, and for a guy who has trouble breaking 100 golfing, for a guy who's grinding it out doing comedy every night, to see a guy like Carson Daly who just I got to hook up with Tara Reid in her prime, He's just made millions and millions of dollars. He hosts, the, he hosts these shows where you don't have to do much heavy lifting. It's not like he's a bust his hour, ass talking for an hour straight. He does just like little seven-minute bits here and there.
2: And he's not thrilled about any of it. <laughs> no.
3: He's not, and why would he? He's just like, hey, Carson Daly, just doing my thing, bro. He, he's just survived on the idea of like, hey, I'm a bro. We're all bros, man. Let's just be bros. Yeah. Well, Carson Daly, he, it's seemingly like he's won the lottery, lottery of life. And Mega Millions fever, Logan, sweeping the nation, unfortunately. You go online now, and I was looking at the news, and I'd say a good quarter of it is just news stories about the lottery.
1: I am one of millions hoping that this ticket holds the winning numbers, and you know what? I'm truly hopeful. Now, I went with a mix of quick play (laughs) and quick pick, rather, and picking my numbers, but you know what? Most people who we talked to this morning were going with those quick picks. Many said they thought that no matter what, it was all based on chance. Wait. The lottery,
2: all based on chance? No. Well, let's make that a news story.
1: <laughs> I
3: love how they joke around too, of like, "Oh, Cindy, I got my ticket to you." Yeah, I sure do. I'm hopefully hoping that this is a hopeful <laughs> ticket. The Obviously, there's
2: got to just be rolling his eyes, like.
3: Now let's get idiots. let's get more B-roll of those lottery machines.
1: Only a chance they are more than happy to take.
2: What can you do with so much
3: money? You know, so I I'd probably give a lot of it away. Then why are you even bothering with the lottery? I, I, I love how these people act like they're playing some trick on God. Oh, God, hey, uh, make me win this lottery. It's just going to be positive karma. God's not that dumb. He knows you're going to piss the money away or ruin your life. God
2: doesn't watch local news.
3: No, he doesn't. He's tuned out. Uh, he likes the weather chicks. There's some hot weather chicks. God knows what he's doing when it comes to that. But he, first off, don't, you don't want to win the lottery. It's a bad thing to win the lottery. And I know people are like, but I can really use that money. You've you got to understand money as a concept. If you don't earn that money or whatever or you don't attach any value to how you got that money, you're gonna, it's going to ruin your life. Look at every celebrity or, and even celebrities who worked hard. If you get a ton of money for not really doing anything, it's not going to end well.
0: Yeah. It would help a lot of people <laughs> because I couldn't spend all right. I wouldn't live long enough.
1: <laughs> Love Alfred there. Well, now we spoke with a mathematics professor from Western New England University who says it doesn't matter if you go with a quick pick or your own numbers, you'll have the same chance of winning, which is one in 175 million. So you're by explaining the-
3: how numbers work. Right. Thank you. And oh, my God. Wait, there's some more. I got you're this. Terrible this is news ABC station. News. Their video, the news piece was lottery tips.
2: This is like the ABC Evening News, national news? Yeah, the news. national. This isn't even Holy some, like, shit. local
3: thing. This is... This is uh yeah, the nightly news.
2: There's an election going
1: on. <laughs> now to the Mega Millions jackpot, topping three hundred and sixty-three million dollars right now. Tonight's drawing is going to I make someone you. very okay. rich
2: and there's still time to buy yeah. a ticket. ABC's Youngie Denise is in Atlanta with some pointers that could help us win big Youngji. Do tell. Let's send a correspondent to Atlanta <laughs> to check this out. <laughs> now this but is this a tribute there's probably some... in a war and there's An election and there's a war in Syria. There's probably some reporter
3: like, what do you mean you're not going to pay for my meal in Turkestan? I was over in (laughs) Turkestan, okay. I'm living off $6 of rice and beans a day and you're not going to – you're going to give me crap over this billing request? You sent a lady to interview lottery tips in Atlanta. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. You want to talk about people destroying the environment. I say it's ABC News. You know what carbon footprint they created just covering the lottery? This – the carbon gases that came out of that plane of uh, that pilot that was freaking out. No, that of uh, the pi- <laughs> we spent gas to get this woman somewhere. Let's hear her lottery tips.
0: That's right, Robin. We all are going to win with these tips this morning. These machines <laughs> Wait, are going to be so busy today. That's because by this time
3: uh, she slipped up. She was dude. She's in lottery fever. Logan,
0: come on. Give her a break tomorrow one lucky person could be 363 million dollars richer so uh, everyone all these announce they all go
3: 363 million dollars they, they all pronounce million the same way we get it it's a lot of money
0: how do you pick that winning ticket well it turns out it's a combination of luck and strategy
3: no it's not no, it's there's not. no it's strategy in picking lottery numbers, it's completely random. It's by <laughs> chance. It's a lottery. I remember I almost lost it. Uh, you know when you deal with dumb people and they say something dumb, but they're they've outnumbered you. Like there's a couple dumb people, and then for a moment you're like, wait, am I crazy? Yeah. I get in. We were shooting dice. We were playing some game, and. <laughs> No, you're shooting dice. Was this Walt? No, no, no. This was uh no, it was literally I forget honestly what we were rolling dice for. It might it was some game in high school or whatever. And I was about to you roll and I was about to roll the dice, and somehow somehow it came up of uh the guys we were playing or something, they're like, Oh, it's probably gonna be a four. Like, what do you mean? Probably gonna be a four, it's equal chance. And then the two guys look at each other and they roll their eyes and they go, "No, dude, it, four happens more than the other numbers." I'm like, "No, what are you talking about? That's the basics of statistics." And they're like, "Dude, it's the same way when, like, if you take a test and you don't know the answer, you guess C, you have a better chance of getting it right." First off, both these guys combined SAT <laughs> combined SAT scores 900 between the two oh, of them, and they're <laughs> and then they, a- and they're looking at me like I'm crazy, like rolling their eyes, like, "Yeah." The equal sides of a dice Okay, yes, I'm sure (laughs) I'm sure you can throw a die A certain way and slightly affect the Number, but oh my god
2: That sounds like my brother's roulette strategy He was telling me to bet on white Then bet on black, then bet on white Then bet on black, (laughs) and you're guaranteed To make money, and I was like No, it's a 50-50, or actually It's less than that each time, and he was like Well, if you're not winning them, then just Switch it, and go black, then white, then black And I was just like, Luke
3: the, the whole You're thing, idiot. The whole thing, like I'm. Stupid. The whole thing about a roulette wheel is that it doesn't have a memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't remember that it just picked black. Okay, that's what the beauty about a roulette wheel is. It's random. They said that one but of the even, best. Even
2: even given that, like it doesn't. There's no way what he said. It doesn't
3: is, affect the statistics. <laughs> they said that that was one of the best things that happened for people in Vegas was that once they started putting up the boards, the electronic boards that show the past ten spins. Because what they'll do is, people say, like your brother, like anyone else. Oh, it's been red five times in a row. I better quick, hurry up, throw a number on uh, black. Because they think like, that somehow five times in a row red, it has no memory.
0: Pick your own numbers. Do not play oh, wait, quick picks. On, sorry. plays the lottery, but to the machine, the jackpot himself seven times, of tickets. Seven times.
3: But it, oh,
0: what? Okay.
2: Britney Spears in the house. All
3: right, I got to yell at this. All right, here we go.
0: 363 million dollars richer. So how do you pick that winning ticket? Well, turns out it's a combination of luck and strategy. 363 million dollars is a lot of money. Whomever wins tomorrow will end up richer than Tom Cruise, Elton John, even J Lo and Britney. <laughs>
3: Uh, okay, we need to somehow throw in some Britney Spears in this lottery story. Why is Britney Spears a frame like a, a reference point for wealth? Who looked at Britney Spears and go, <laughs> "Yeah, she has a financial empire built on sound business decisions. She has got it all together." You mean but the person She's
2: got that one song called "Lucky." We could play that. <laughs> It's owned by Disney Records, so let's just do that. We're ABC. It's gotta be some sort of weird cross promotion.
0: But how do you get lucky with tens of thousands of tickets on sale in almost every state in the country? Trayvon Martin case is
3: is kidding. Sorry. We gotta push the Trayvon Martin case back. Uh, we got we got some hot we got some hot lottery tips to work on.
0: We went to Richard Lustig, who literally wrote the book on winning after hitting the jackpot himself seven times. He says, First, do your homework. Doing a lot and
1: making sure the set or sets of numbers you play have never come up before. That's pretty important.
0: This guy
3: has an awful toupee. First off, made me very weary of any sort of lottery tips <laughs> or tips in general. When a guy who has toupee gives you tips,
0: don't leave it to the machine. Pick your own numbers.
1: Do not. Play quick picks.
0: Lusick plays the lottery like a full time job. And though he's one big, he loses too. But he. <laughs> See, now that's what they're not telling you. The guy, you probably can win the lottery seven times if you buy
3: hundreds and hundreds yeah. of thousands of lottery tickets.
0: Never stops playing. Above all, he says, commit to your numbers and stick with your strategy.
1: You have to learn what numbers to play and how often to play them.
0: And stay cool. Uh, yeah, here's, a, lot- here's a
3: tip for winning the lottery. Pick the correct numbers.
0: Lottery fever. When the jackpot gets this high, people tend to spend too much on tickets. Don't go crazy, because no matter how many you buy, your odds are still the same. And if you believe it's only a matter of time.
3: First off, no your odds your odds do change but they are still astronomical. Instead of 175 million to 1, it's 175 million to 20.
0: And before every number is drawn, grab a pencil. These numbers, 12, 13, 41, 55 and 56 have not come up in the last 25 drawings, and this time might be their turn.
3: No, that's not how
0: numbers Drawing work. Tonight, Robin and George, good luck.
2: Thank
0: you. Well, you guys are writing down I'm <laughs> writing these down. Uh,
2: uh.
3: Okay, fine. I get it. If you want to do an office pool and have fun with the lottery, you fine.
2: Know, this is why Fox News is making money and being successful because they do something. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm a left of center guy, but they actually like put effort into their reports and stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know. This is just terrible.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, they have to generate the Well, they have to generate the story. Spin on it,
2: but it's like they actually, I don't know, cover things. It's <laughs> just, this is insane.
3: Uh, I don't know. Just the, I mean, because I'm sitting here working on stories to talk about, and it's just inundated with lottery talk, man. Hot lottery talk, lottery fever. There's so much going on. Basically, you're just saying I'm not in control of my life. I can't figure things out in my own life. So I'm going to need this crazy random luck chance. And I don't know. It's just (laughs) – the news does not need to cover the lottery this much.
2: It's funny you bring this up because I've been uh, going through a lot of harebrained get-rich-quick schemes lately and I thought about getting some lottery tickets. (laughs) Really? Really? I did, yeah, but I didn't get them. Because <laughs> I was like, no, that's stupid. Oh, I mean, here's Every the time thing. I see someone out on the street scratching a ticket, I just look at them like, you fucking idiot.
3: <laughs> right, at least if you're going to gamble, gamble on sports. Well, first off, go to Right. Hear what's going to happen as far as the winners, then gamble on sports. At least when you gamble on sports, you have a 50-50 chance of winning. And I get the argument, okay, it's only a dollar. A dollar doesn't mean anything, or you could win the lottery. But really, you're just kind of wasting your own time. But if you want to play it, that's fine.
2: Sports also is interactive like you're rooting for a team, like anything could happen. It's The exciting. worst part about playing a lottery
3: is waking up, checking the numbers <laughs> or sitting there watching the balls getting drawn and being disappointed. You shouldn't be disappointed by a 175 million to one thing not happening. Usually, 175 million to one thing is a great thing. Like the news said that you were more likely to die in a fireworks accident than to win the lottery. Normally, if 175 million to one thing happens, that's really, really bad. So right. <laughs> the fact that a 175 million to one thing didn't happen, you should be happy about that. You don't have this crazy, insane odd thing going against you. I'm fine with people playing the lottery, but I'm really annoyed at the news's attention to the lottery. Yeah, the lottery goes on every day.
2: I bet the lottery is a sponsor.
3: Yeah, that's the other thing. The lottery sponsors stuff. That's insane. Yeah, the lottery uh, gives money back to schools, but meanwhile, the schools should the basic math tells you don't play the lottery. It's a vicious cycle, Logan. Vicious cycle.
2: You know, in college, I was in a lottery commercial, and my friend's mom was like super religious, and I guess really against the lottery <laughs> and we were like making a music video with this dude he's like a musician, and his mom came in and uh i don't know she just heard that I was in a lottery commercial, and she just lambasted me like, you know they take advantage of poor people like that don't know what they're doing and blah 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 and I was yeah, like, I
3: mean most economists say it's a Basically, a regressive tax on the poor because rich people don't play the lottery. It's only poor people who play the lottery, and basically, the state's just getting free money back from poor people.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was just acting in commercials, so I was like, "Well, you know, I think it pays for roads and schools." And she goes, <laughs> "It only pays for schools." I was like, "Okay." She didn't want to give you schools and roads, right? Well, she wanted to be accurate, so
3: right. Well, when you're freaking out like that, it makes sense. You gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta keep accurate there. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Um, I was talking about Trayvon Martin, or right? I just briefly touched on it. I don't want to. I mean, well, there's not much to the story as far as. I mean, there is a lot to the story, but I feel like everyone's heard it a million times. This uh, guy recently was on the. Um, I won't even play the audio. It's not that great. But it, basically, he was in Congress, appeared in. A uh, hoodie, and you know, they're saying, like, stop, blah, blah, blah. Basically, I think it was like a violation of the dress code or whatever. <clears throat> the point is, people in the Trayvon Martin story are making way too much a connection with the hoodie. The hoodie thing is what's driving me crazy. Every story you hear about, oh my god, it was because he was wearing a hoodie. And it's because he was suspicious. No, it was because this... No, if you look at a picture of the kid, he's an innocent
2: looking little kid. (laughs)
3: Right, and people are making it to do with, just because you have a hoodie doesn't mean you're from the hood. We're going to do a million hood march in front of Trayvon Martin. I'm sure Trayvon Martin doesn't want to be remembered for wearing a sweatshirt. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, okay, guys, my legacy... If I die, if I get shot uh, in some sort of uh, act of racial violence and I'm wearing a flannel shirt, I want everyone to wear <laughs> flannel shirts. I want people to focus on the fact that it was a flannel shirt that they guy- got. No, this Zimmerman guy, and I'm just guessing, assuming that he's guilty, uh, all of, the guy hasn't had a legit chance to defend himself, but it sounds really bad for this guy. But it sounded like he killed him because he was a crazy, paranoid dude. Who was on the neighborhood watch and had a gun was looking to kill someone. Saw a black dude and then got fired up and then you know started yeah. stalking the guy and then said he felt threatened so that he could kill a guy so he could feel powerful or it's because he was a psycho. It has nothing to do with the hood. Right. It wasn't like <laughs> okay, you know, uh, Geraldo says, oh, the hood um, led to was just as much to blame. No, there's a million things that look suspicious. Zimmerman. Hoodies have
2: been around forever too. I don't get why that's (laughs) still supposedly a black thing. Like hoodies, it's like no,
3: it's not a it's not a black or white thing. Zimmerman was said he looked suspicious. Oh,
2: kind of cold outside.
3: (laughs) That's all. Yeah.
2: Well, but I'm just saying
3: people are focusing on the hoodie issue. It doesn't. The hoodie is not the
2: issue. Right. The, it's the shoulder pads. Right, exactly. It's that other picture. With it's the, the
3: low pads. sagging of the pants, Logan. That's what people are missing, <laughs> all right? I'm going to hang my pants halfway. <laughs> instead of the flag at half mass, my pants are going to be at half mass. Now, all jokes aside, the point is people are focusing way too much on the hoodie. The the guy was a psycho. Or it, it, yeah. He wanted to kill someone, and he killed someone. If you're a guy on the neighborhood watch with a gun – stalking people, you want to use the gun. I mean, we should have learned our lesson. You don't put a German guy on a neighborhood watch. I don't know how many times I've told that joke, but the point is, this guy is a psycho. It has nothing to do with the hoodie. And that shouldn't be Trayvon's symbol. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the guy wants to be remembered as the hoodie guy. But I would like to think, let's just say, if you want to remember the guy, fine, and I get it. You're showing support for him. But just... The hoodie thing is just driving me crazy. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a hoodie. How,
2: it's funny how these important issues, like like the African thing too. Uh, what's what was that? Coney. Name called? Coney. I mean, that's kind of an important issue, but it get, it only catches on with the unwashed masses in the stupidest way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like just they like, have to be tricked into caring for like.
3: Oh, wait, <laughs> that was a hoodie. Man, I wear a, I hoodie. Wear a hoodie. That <laughs> could happen to me. Yeah, it's because of the hoodie. No, it's because he was a black guy and this other guy the, was. Cr-
2: the president comes on and says, it could have been my son. And, like, no one pays attention to that. And everyone's like,
3: hey, right. I mean, hoodie? I would. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, first off, it couldn't have been his son. He doesn't have a son. And secondly.
2: If, if he had a son, it would look like him. Yeah,
3: he and him, he so. had him in a hoodie walking in a neighborhood and, don't you know, whatever. It, it,
2: yeah, his son would always be wearing a suit. Let's be.
3: Listen, the, the guy that shot him. If you're on the neighborhood watch, first off, if you're on the neighborhood watch, you're already looking to cause some trouble. No one joins it. You have to be dragged into the neighborhood watch. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. How much? Unless
2: you're the guy that just kind of sits like in a fold-out chair and watches. You know? There okay. All those guys. Yeah. If you are, they don't in, have guns. <laughs> they have pepper spray.
3: If you're carrying a gun on the neighborhood watch, you're looking to use that gun
2: in Florida. Exactly.
3: You're looking to use that gun. He had a gun. He was on the neighborhood watch. He was looking to use that gun. If you're actually a peaceful dude that somehow got into the neighborhood watch, you know what you do? You call the cops. You shine a flashlight. You go, hey, what's going on? You don't just uh, approach the guy. You know what I'm feeling threatened by people? I don't stalk them. I mean that's – I don't stalk them with my gun and going, what's going on? I know I'm in a car. You're walking. (laughs) Like if you really feel threatened, you could just drive away or if – you thought he was suspicious like he did. You call the cops and say, hey, this guy's looking suspicious. He's being black, walking around. Whatever Zimmerman's thought was. <laughs> now, that's obviously not a reason to call the police. But whatever his thought was, you call the police. They come. They check it out. They go, you're right. He's black. We arrested. No, they come. They say, all right, he didn't do anything or he stole a pack of Skittles or, or whatever. They And they move on. If you're actually a peaceful person, you call. The neighborhood watch is to watch stuff, not – the neighborhood one-man wrecking crew extracting your own justice.
2: By the way, the photos of Zimmerman, he's a big guy. And that Trayvon looks like a little kid. <laughs> I mean, it's just like so backwards.
3: Yeah, that I mean. would
2: be threatened by a kid.
3: The, the point is, what I was getting at, obviously it's a super fucked up situation. It sounds like this kid was completely innocent and didn't attack him. And I almost guess if I had a gamble. I,
0: I
2: feel like even if he was being attacked by that kid, it's a fucking kid.
3: Right. I, don't know. I mean, who knows? He was I, mean, I, I, I think, think he's a, I
2: don't think he was, but He's
3: a easy younger guy too, but the point is really he obviously what was wrong? I mean, the whole thing's wrong, obviously. But my point is just it's too much focus on the hoodie and it's been driving me insane. All right, Logan. Damn. Knocked out a podcast. Wow, time flies, man. You're raining and Raven. Oh, didn't even get to talk about Teen Mom season 4 coming out.
2: Uh, isn't uh <laughs> Doctor Drew part of that show now or
3: Um Well if show? it's exploiting people's awful decisions on television, then <laughs> I think Dr. Drew is probably a part of it somewhere, Logan. But he's just helping. They're just helping teen moms. I mean it's not like they're making them celebrities like everyone on MTV who has a reality show. It's not like the teen mom dads are verified on Twitter. I mean, what do you, Are you really going to promote that you're an awful father? Like, hey, guys, I have a bastard child out there somewhere. Hey, follow me. <laughs> get at me, dog. Retweet my thoughts about how I'm a shitty 17-year-old. And the thing is, they are 17, and they are shitty. We're supposed to know better. Adults, t- t- I mean, really, MTV, is it worth it for that 1.7 share you get on cable? Yeah. Yeah, you can't run episodes of uh, Mega Drive. I, I, the ratings probably aren't as strong, no offense to Johnny, but I, I'm sure Teen Mom it's- does well. That's why it's on there. But at some point, you have to have some sort of moral compass, and you got to realize that, okay, wait. It's not like you just – the entire show is these people's lives are aw- awful because – and that's an awful show. No one's going to watch like, oh, this is a 16-year-old. Ruin her total life. Like they have to make right. it somewhat – but she – Powered through it and taking it... Some small shred of hope. Day by day. All right. I'm enraged now. Okay, Logan, you want to wrap things up with a haiku? (laughs) Let's
2: do it. Iraqi Chokehold. Lottery Nation. Carson Daly sucks.
3: All right. Well, I don't think Carson. Um, I'm, just, I'm. I'm not so much that Carson Daly sucks. I'm just insanely jealous of Carson Daly's life, and it's hard for me to rationally judge his talent.
2: Right. I editorialized
3: a little bit. That's amazing. that's fine. I just want to make clear where my position was. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't need. I don't, don't want to burn that sweet Carson Daly bridge. Hey, Logan. I don't need Carson Daly all getting up in my. Stuff And his diehard fans are ravenous, so I don't need them spamming my Twitter account at Green Room Show. I don't need that, Logan. Not not now, not this week, (laughs) especially with the Comedy Garage coming up on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Rafa's Lounge, a beautiful Echo Park. It's a really cool place. They got uh, tons of cool artwork there, and then they also have this really nice stage, some cool sculptures. We got a band coming on, um, something tropic, a couple hot chicks rocking out at 930. Gothic Gothic. Gothic Tropic. 9.30, 18.36 West Sunset Boulevard, then 10 o'clock the comedy starts. It's going to be a great time, guys, so uh, make sure you come out to that. You can go to org. see the flyer for that, get all the info. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every week on shantigreen.com.
2: Listening to the Green Room, log on to SeanTGreen.com to access archive episodes and follow the show on Twitter and at the end. He was many years older.
1: But he seen her walk by in them
2: tight jeans and he looked at her.